curse on their life. The offering is led by the Spirit on how much to give. Just ask God, how much should I give in my offering? And you'll hear it. You'll hear something. You'll see something. God works with me with neon numbers across my mind. Neon lights. The giving, you got tithes, offering, and giving. The giving is giving to the saints, each other. Make it a, make it a, make it a, a point this week to, to bless someone else that's in the kingdom. That's the only reason God has blessed you. He didn't bless you to bless the sinner. He blessed you to bless the saints. Because the sinner don't know what to do with it. The sinner won't praise God for it. Because praise is not in him. Giving multiplies what the offering put a demand on. Can you imagine now? You're seeing a real multiplication here. That's powerful. This is how you... How you get wealthy in God. Let's go to the next one. The act of obedience releases favor, not money. I do not want you to get focused on money. If you get focused on money, you're going to evoke the curse. You get focused on favor because favor gives you divine access to people and places that have the money that God needs for his kingdom. Favor is divine access. The level of your seed is the level of your economy. And believe me, I've tried to outgive God, and you can't do it. You can't do it. But I'm telling you, the more you give, the more joy there is. One thing I've never done is tipped God. I've never tipped him. I've always given full price. Whatever he asks for, I give it to him. Because he's never had me in want, or the, even the fear of want. He has an obligation. What leaves your hands, he has an obligation to sustain you till the full blessing comes. He'll not leave you in want. The curse lasts for four generations. God raises a man or a woman up every fourth generation to break the curse in the family. And if you can look back, you can see that one was raised up in a family to break the curse. And there was that fourth generation. Second Corinthians 8 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich... Yet for your sake, he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. That's pretty clear. That's the ones I give the religious people. They say you're not supposed to have money, serve God. I said, what about that verse? Well, you know they're still in the Old Testament, if they're in the Gospels. The Gospels is the Old Testament. Because the resurrection hadn't happened to the end of the Gospels. So they're still in the, in the Gospels. They won't go to a verse like that and put it in their doctrine. Poor means reduced to extreme poverty. Jesus was reduced to extreme poverty so that we could become rich. 
He does not want one Christian poor. He does not want Christian struggling or in want. It's an insult to the cross. It's an insult to the word of God. Let's look at Psalm 3527. May those who delight in my vindication shout for joy and gladness. May they always say, let the Lord be magnified, who delights in the prosperity of his servants. Well-being means prosperity. So what this is saying, let the Lord be swelled up and be magnified with joy because his servant is prospering. Isn't that beautiful? Would you want your children, as a natural mother or father, to your children to suffer? No. We have a daddy in heaven that just wants to bless us and bless us. In fact, he's the only daddy that will bless you before he disciplines you. We just got the belt. There wasn't no ice cream, no nothing. Just the belt king. I mean, we're in the belt age. <laughs> the belt age. <laughs> and I used to put on 10 pair of pants. And somehow he knew it. God says that my goodness leads you to repent. Isn't that awesome? So when God starts blessing me, I start checking myself. Because the blessing works two ways. It can lead you to repent. That means stop doing what you're doing. Or it could be a result of good behavior. So if God sends you something, gives you something, then know that if you've been bad, We better straighten up now because you'll never enjoy that blessing unless you repent and stop what you're doing. Praise God. Let's look at Psalm 112. We're almost finished. Wealth and riches are in their houses and their righteousness endures forever. He's talking about you, wealth and riches. Now the difference between wealth and riches in this verse, wealth means wealthy. You have provision you have your wealthy and material things riches here mean anointings you're wealthy with material things and you're wealthy with the anointing of God I'm going to skip some of this because I've already taught most a lot of this how can we appropriate the benefits of the cross how can we appropriate the benefits of Jesus hanging on that cross? By faith. There's no other substitute. There's no substitute. Faith is believing what I've been teaching tonight. If you believe what I've been teaching tonight, if you have that curse on you, it's coming off tonight. It's coming off. We can trust what took place on that cross. Let's look at Romans 5, 1 through 5. By entering through faith into what God has already wanted to do for us, set us right with him. 
make us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of the, our master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover that the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. The door's open tonight. I never teach something in this ministry unless I hear from God. Because I fear. I fear the activation of religious demons coming on my life. So I will never get up here with a sermon or something I've taught before. So it's fresh. So the door is open. I don't care what age you're at. This blessing still come on you because you're still children of God. But look at this. The door, doors, we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us and we find ourselves standing where he, where we always hoped we might stand out in wide open spaces of God's grace and glory and standing tall and shouting our praise. There's going to be some praise going on. You think we got some praise in here now? After tonight? When God, when this anointing starts working through you and you do what the word, this word is saying tonight, go order that CD, go back and listen to it over and over again. Because he's instructing us tonight. Jesus. All right, here's, here's the important part. Here's what happens. Here's the activation of the divine change. This is the mindset you've got to take on. James 1.21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. I have given you the word of God tonight, which is able to save your soul. Your soul is your head. The one that's doing all the stinking thinking. The one is, that's inviting devils in here. This is the soul. But he's saying, he, Jesus can't lay this aside for us. We have to lay it aside. And how we lay it aside is we repent. We think differently. That's how we lay it aside. Get rid of what's attracting demons of sickness and poverty. 1 John 1 9. 1 9. I gave you the wrong one. 1 John 1 9. Put it in the NIV. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins. You don't know how many times I've, I've claimed this verse. Almost every day. Because I can sin in my thoughts. And immediately I catch it. I say, Lord, I confess that thought because I know that you're faithful and just and you will forgive me of my sins and purify me from all unrighteousness. Look at James 1.22. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So if we don't do what he's taught us tonight, we deceive as Eve was deceived. We invite the serpent back to deceive my senses. 
and evoke the curse back on. James 1.25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. He's talking about the word. Law of liberty is the word. If we look attentively at the word and, and continue in the word and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of that word, this one will be blessed in what he does. Now, whatever you touch as a blessing. Look at the screen. Faith feeds on impossibilities. That's food for faith, is when something is impossible. Faith is now, tonight, not tomorrow. Faith is God's radar. I love this when he, switched, when he said this. Faith is God's radar in the believer to determine the distance and time between the natural and the supernatural. We need to, when we come up here, we need to have God kind of faith. Not my kind of faith. Not another man's faith. But God's faith. Ask him for his faith. So we can close up this distance. In the presence of faith, God acts now. Look at Job twenty-two twenty-eight. I love Job. What you decide on tonight, what you decide on will be done. And light will shine on your way. Job 22, 28. You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. And light of God's favor shall shine on your way. So you're going to declare the blessing. You've got to declare the blessing. Speak the blessing over your life. Now's the time to activate your faith. You cannot go into 2017 with these struggles. Because if you have struggles that were born by you and you carry them in 2017, those struggles are going to get a lot worse because the age is closing down. Jesus is getting closer and closer to coming to us because the bride is making herself ready. That's you. You're getting rid of these spots and these blemishes and these wrinkles. Let's declare. Go to the next one. Let's declare and establish the time and the distance to receiving healing and the money we need when it will appear supernaturally. I'm telling you, money appears to me supernaturally. It shows up on my windshield. It shows up on... It just shows up. Now, showing the guys, I have... I carry my seed with me. I, do, I sow seed every day somewhere. And I carry this, this seed with me every day. I don't want one day going by without seed in the ground. And what really blesses God's heart is when you see a little grandma at the McDonald's drive-in window and you give her a hundred bucks and say she's beautiful. She just breaks down and cries. Tell her she's beautiful. And then meet the need. 
loosening God's power tonight through the message of the cross. Let's look at Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it on the cross. God is going to make a public spectacle tonight of poverty. He's going to make a public spectacle of night of lack. It's defeated. It's already defeated. It's the anointing that breaks off the devil's power. The anointing is the ability God gives us to accomplish the work on the cross. Everything that happened on the cross, he sends his anointing on us to accomplish that work that happened on that cross. So when you feel the heat, when you feel the fire, you know that the cross is in operation. Faith, your faith puts a demand on my anointing that God has placed on my life. Your faith puts a demand on that anointing. Jesus paid for our poverty so that we could be prosperous. Jesus carried the curse so that you could be blessed. But he didn't stop there. He's making intercession for us right now. Can you imagine that, that you have full-time intercession going on? And not only that, he doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop just uh, interceding for us. He's now going to confirm what I taught through signs, wonders, and miracles. There's not one time that God hasn't backed me up when I taught the word right and not sugarcoated. Everything has to bow tonight at the name of Jesus. Look at, let's look at Philippians. Therefore God exalted Jesus to the highest place and gave him the name that is in every name. Poverty is a name. Lack is a name. Sickness is a name. Cancer is a name. Every name has to bow. You can't have a knee without a name. Philippians 2.10. That in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, heaven and on earth. We're ready. Now, one thing the Lord showed me here, that when you come up, in fact, let me, let me, uh, put Ezekiel up, I mean Exodus 23.15. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread for seven days eat bread made without yeast as I commanded you. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Aviv for in that month you came out of Egypt. No one is to appear empty-handed before the Lord. I was telling the guys in the conference room over there, the word of God does not come to full maturity till you sow into it. If you heard the word, you should be sowing into the word. It could be a, a penny. As long as it's something tangible that represents the world. Money represents the world. So for this thing to work tonight, you're going to get the blessing of the anointing. But you also have to sow in 
to the teaching. And that's going to make that whole word that you heard tonight whole in your life. Because wisdom and money answers everything is what Solomon said. Wisdom is what I've been teaching tonight, the word of God. So wisdom answers the spiritual realm, but money answers the natural realm. And when the two come together, you have a kingdom advancement in your life. So do it after you're prayed for. And just there's a silver thing up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the testimony is the result of good teaching and yes. preaching. Yes. And that's why we have so many te uh, testimonies here. And um, the Lord put on my heart this week, you can sit down, to, uh, to teach. He said he wants to re release the power to remove poverty off the church. So he's given me an awesome message and the, te the, the teaching, the scriptures and everything to go through it. And what we're going to do at the end to remove this. Now listen, if you don't follow the instructions, your poverty will go to another level. Because when I lay hands on you, it's an apostolic spirit being released. Apostolic means acceleration. So God wants to accelerate the death of poverty and resurrect the blessing. But if you don't follow the instructions tonight at the end, and what you're supposed to take away from here, the poverty, and I'm saying it right now, you just say poverty. <laughs> I said it for years, poverty. And then somebody finally told me, I think it was you, said it's poverty. <laughs> so, poverty is the result of a demon. And um, I'm going to be teaching that. We're only going to have about 30 minutes of worship uh, just to get charged up. And I'm going to teach for maybe 45 minutes, and then we're going to go into the deliverance from the spirit of poverty. And um, you won't be the same. Well, God's already working. He always gives me a sign that he's already backing up the message. Like uh, Mama Louise said, he wants to cap it off. He wants to put the icing on it tonight. Amen. I'm excited. Aren't you excited? Yeah. You know, the last quarter of this year is supposed to be the blessing. This is a year of jubilee. Some people have already experienced little trickles of it, but I'm talking about a blessing that you have never experienced before. And you can't take poverty into that blessing. Because the blessing will help make you wealthy, but poverty can keep a wealth man, wealthy man broke spiritually. Because you can be wealthy and still want something free. And that's the spirit of poverty working. God called us to be a blessing. And I, we, we build for Christians every now and then. And some of these Christians say, what's the Christian discount? I said, me. <laughs> you're going to see what kind of discount you're going to get. <laughs> I hate that. Because we are called to be a blessing. To be a blessing, not a discount, not a beggar. People look at the church as a charity. The church is not a charity. 
religion has put that name on the church. The church is supposed to be the blessing, not the charity. Amen. I won't receive charity in this church. But I'll receive the blessing of God. So that I can be a blessing. Amen. Come on, let's get the music going. And come on up here and let's worship for 30 minutes and then we'll teach. Just put, put anything in there because boom, it's done. You squish the devil like that when you do this. All right? What I want, I want Lee, I want Brooke. Zenny. Um, and some of the ones that uh, are out of debt. Who are, who's out of debt? And Mama Louise, ones that have, have had testimonies tonight that um, that anointing is already working. That anointing is already working. Then it's working to be released from you. I'm going to play a couple of songs. And as the songs are played, we can move these chairs back. God wants us to kneel before him. We're going to kneel like this before him and come up here kneeling is showing God that you're humble and he gives grace to the humble he says Um, go ahead and put the other playlist on. Father, I thank you. Lord, as, as I lay my hands on them in your name, and the others lay their hands on them in your name, release the four headwaters from the garden to break off poverty and sickness and everything. eyes closed. Everybody gets settled. And you're going to repeat after me. Every eye closed. I want you to say, Lord, I repent for greed and unfaithfulness. I renounce the demon of poverty and sickness. And Lord, I commit to you now. I commit to the word, and I commit to the leadership. Now turn the music on. And listen to the first song. And then once the second song plays, I want the ones that I asked to pray to come up, and we're going to start praying for everyone. All you got to do is lay your hands on them in the name of Jesus and break off that spirit. 
poverty. And actually, it's a spirit of disobedience. Is something wrong with that music back there? Is that on the sanctuary? Okay, turn it up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 